0: Fly ball.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 22nd of October, year of our Lord, 2020. Matthew, we are on the eve, the two-day eve of college football's return, at least in the Big Ten. Michigan State on Saturday will be taking on Rutgers. Michigan is playing, um, I'm blanking. I think Minnesota. Minnesota. That's right, they are playing Minnesota. Um, we're just going to, I figure we can dive into this just a little bit. Um, even though it's not Detroit, I feel like people are still, you know, they're on one side of it. So with Michigan state, Mel Tucker is still very close lipped about who's going to be the starting quarterback. I feel like we kind of went into this year. If it was D'Antonio, I feel like it was probably going to be Rocky Lombardi. Maybe that was just a personal thing, but it was like, that was just, you know, um, but now we look at Theo day and then Peyton Thorne, and then there's also a new true freshman, Who's like Noah Kim. Yeah, he showed up in like the summer and I guess Mel Tucker was like, he's kinda in it. And I'm like, hold on. No, no, no. So I'm going for uh Theo Day just because he's six five and I really like that. I like tall <laughs> quarterbacks the way that I like tall point guards. Actually, I don't know. A six five quarterback might be too tall. I know Brock Osweiler was like six eight, so it's not a great comparison. I've
0: never so I don't wanna give myself too much credit because it's so much easier to say now than it was when he was going into the draft, I did not understand the hype no. surrounding him going into the draft. And there were a lot of people that were really high on him. Obviously, every year when you just have, I don't know, the top five quarterbacks in general in a draft class are going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, And sometimes you have to just go for it. Like if you were in a position to get a quarterback or you need one, sometimes why not just take a chance on a guy sure. and hopefully you hit um but i i always thought that he got way too much
1: praise. yeah i and obviously it
0: proved that he was not
1: he's he's in guy. i think tampa right now isn't he or miami or something i don't remember, i don't know where he is but i'm pretty sure he's paxton lynch what are you talking oh, about why brock no. Osweiler? what are you talking sorry. about?
0: sorry i am confusing the two but it's only because i was thinking i felt the exact same way about both of them brock osweiler i do not believe is in the nfl wait wait wait, wait. neither so of that them whole are. thing neither you of just of went not. on
1: was about paxton lynch
0: Yes, but it still applies still to Brock applies. Osweiler okay, yeah. because it's liter- I literally thought the exact same thing about both of I was them gonna say, going into each Because track.
1: I mentioned Brock Osweiler and then you go on this huge tangent about how you thought this guy was overrated, I think it was pretty safe of me to assume that you were talking about someone that not Paxton Lynch. Um, same guy to me though. Yeah, so, th- so, Like I said, the exact same thing that I said applies to both. So that'll be really fun to see um, if it comes out to remember all those years ago. Urban Meyer was like, "I'm not saying anything. Whoever goes out for the first snap against Virginia Tech, whether it's J.T. Barrett or Cardell Jones, that's who the starting quarterback." is. Or Braxton Miller. No, Braxton Miller was like he was the receiver. Remember, because that was the spin move game. Like he was, already, he was out there. I know, the I know. Gloves. Well, I guess he's wearing gloves and he was quarterback. I get. What I you're knew saying he was that.
0: the. I knew that was his spin move game, but I could have sworn that he was also in the mix for quarterback that season. He might have been. It was just not until that. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. We're not. The Ohio
1: funniest State thing fans, about but. that game was that it was like. They get the opening kickoff and literally as they're doing like their little right before they they send out the quarterback to, you know, they're giving him the play. JT and Cardale were both by like he was talking to both of them. So it's like, wow, we are really taking this up to the final second. Um, I'm sure there will be some clarity around like 1130 on Saturday. Who's going to start for Michigan State? My money is on Rocky Lombardi. I have no reason to believe that it'll be Theo Day, but I, I kind of hope a little bit that it's him. Michigan, on the other hand, they have their guy. Uh, Joe Milton, I believe, is just the consensus starter at this point. Who's the other guy? Like Cade McNamara? Uh, I don't know. No idea. Honestly, I,
0: it was between McCaffrey and Dylan uh, McCaffrey, Milton. That's my the understanding. One, yeah. Then, obviously, McCaffrey left. Right. So,
1: yeah, I I, I saw a video today. It was like uh, the next Cam Newton, it's Joe Milton, and I was like, listen, I we would be happy to see Joe or Joe Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, finally actually. I was watching something the other day. Can you can you believe to this day that there was a stretch of Michigan football? Like, John O'Corn was, like, the quarterback. So much fun. That was hilarious. And then even, like, I'm watching, how was Michigan, like, the number three team in the country with Wilton Spate? To this day, I I don't believe it.
0: I am saying this as a Michigan State fan, and this isn't, like, a mean thing. It's kind of – I don't want to say it's a compliment – Michigan for as long as Jim Harbaugh has been there has very much been like Alabama where you have a great team and then the quarterback Wilton Spate, is being like he's the perfect example of just did his job didn't necessarily make mistakes he wasn't going to like i don't know take over a game sure. necessarily but he's just going to do his job execute and the rest of the team would support him and do their job very well um, so it was good enough to have a really strong season. I mean, and then Alabama, then they obviously had some other quarterbacks too. John O'Corn being the biggest name where it's like,
1: Hey man, what are you doing? Well, how is this a thing? I don't know. Like at least with Alabama, I, I mean, I get in principle what you're saying. You're not saying it's a one-to-one comparison. You're just saying that overall, no, Alabama was really has like good, yes, but they were kind of, I don't know, even with Alabama, like even when Jake Coker was their quarterback, like, they were still really, really good. And it's insane that they won a national championship with Jake Coker as their quarterback. I I cannot believe that that happened.
0: Shout out to Florida State. What did Florida
1: State? That's St- where oh, he that transferred was, from. That's right, yeah. What? What? Okay, yeah. so Alabama beat Michigan State, and then Oklahoma— We don't talk about that. No, 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 but Oklahoma was playing who? What was the national championship that year? Did Oklahoma go to the natty? It wasn't Alabama-Oklahoma. Who was the other team? No, it was probably Clemson. No, it was, it was, no, it couldn't have been. Jake Coker didn't beat Clemson. This is going to make me so mad. Anyways, um, so Michigan's got things looking pretty good. I think the biggest thing with them this year is Nico Collins is no longer with the team. Um, He literally came. Which even
0: as a Michigan State, I honestly don't know what that situation is.
1: So if I'm. Well, he didn't, didn't want to play like... this year. Because he, he, he came. Did he opt out? Yeah, he came back for his senior year. Because he's like, okay, like, you know. I I want to win a national championship and I want to improve my draft stock. So he comes back and then the season's canceled. So he's like, OK, so he the quote was he thought he felt like he was a no man's land. He was on Adam Schefter's podcast. He's like, I'm in no man's land right now. And then um, the season comes back and he's like, I don't feel comfortable playing. I don't want to do that. So he's just not, he's like officially not with the team anymore. But Jim Harbaugh kind of like left the door cracked on the situation a little bit. So I don't know if he can be reinstated. I don't know really anything about the situation other than right now, Nico Collins is not with the University of Michigan.
0: Which again, even as a Michigan State fan, that's pretty unfortunate just because Michigan's receivers for the past...
1: Five, not even just five years, I'll just say for a long time. They've had really fun receivers. Roy Roundtree um, was my favorite. That was like six years ago or seven years ago at this point, but he was my favorite.
0: I really like Nico Collins. Uh, so actually for me personally, as much as I wouldn't say I'm a fan of him or the team, it just sucks. I like It actually was uh, pretty exciting anytime Michigan State played at like 3.30 or you're just going back and forth between Michigan and Michigan State games.
1: Um, just seeing the receivers that they had make plays was Genuinely, fun. you know, what makes me mad this is that we'll, we'll end on college football here. You know, what makes me really mad about Michigan being a Michigan State fan. I love their away uniforms so much.
0: Sure. Oh, since they switched over. Yeah, to, uh, since Jumpman, they yeah. switched
1: because before they were garbage. But now every time they're, they're in those away uniforms, I'm like, man, those are spectacular. I've been watching the highlights from the Michigan Ohio State games for the last few years, like post the game, you know. Ohio State is putting up like sixty points every year. And it's I remember watching those games live and it's like And it makes me mad that Shea Patterson has a winning record against Michigan State.
0: I I don't think I told you this. I have a Shea Patterson football card when I bought those packs or whatever. Yeah. Randomly came across a Shea Patterson one. Was it just like, actually, a, was it like a twenty twenty
1: draft class like I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Can I go through some really quick? Because I actually have some really good ones. This will be like get, the shortest segment of
1: You get five of them. Matthew bought, so for those of you who obviously don't know, Matthew bought a bunch of football cards the other day. He was very excited about it. He has a binder, which he's actually opening right now. I have two. He has two binders for his football cards. Um, and he's going well, to.
0: Sorry, I have one binder for football, one for basketball. He has one for football, I be, one for basketball. I have to clarify.
1: And he's going to read us five Max, that he thought were really special that he got go ahead
0: these are going to be my uh college ones because that's i mean i don't know these are just like the very specifically cool ones um i have it's nine on the first page so i'm just gonna rattle them off i'm not doing five i'm doing nine jeff okuda so that's a good one, one for, for lions fans i got a chase young
1: uh, i got a
0: tua tug of Iloa. okay Jalen Hurts.
1: Okay, alright. Wait, is it his it's his Oklahoma one though, I'm assuming, of course.
0: No, he's still at Alabama. All right. right. Well, in this it's his is, rookie is, card, is this, but he's
1: is this dreaded Jalen Hurts or is is he? No. Okay. Uh Henry Ruggs. Okay, that's a good one. Justin Jefferson. It's also a good one.
0: Like legitimately potentially offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, who I'm still really big on. I think like the 49ers have a lot to figure out because They are playing with, like, their practice squad right now. Sure, yeah. But I really like Brandon Ayuk. Shout out to Michigan State for putting up, like, what, six points in two years against them, but also letting up, like, seven points in two years against them. Yes. Worst home-and-home I've ever seen in my entire life. Drew Locke, which is big for both of us, and then Will Greer, which is big for both of us.
1: It's bigger for me, but, yeah, sure. His throw against Texas, I'll maintain, was the greatest throw that a football player has ever made since its inception, ever. And it's not – and I remember your counter was, like – no, Ben Roethlisberger to San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl. And I was like, no, I think Will Greers was probably better.
0: No. I have so many good cards, actually. So,
1: uh, we're going to just keep going. I, 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 Another thing, I don't want to keep talking about college football, especially teams that aren't Michigan or Michigan State, but I, I was watching this video the other night. Do you just ever think about Tommy Armstrong's throw to the left sideline and Jordan Westerkamp? For Nebraska, just catching it behind his back. If you remember this play, you'll be you'll kind of be sitting there right now, like, man, that was special. If you don't, just look up like Jordan Westerkamp Houdini catch. You'll find it immediately. Matthew, do you remember? I what do I'm talking remember about? the play, yeah, but I don't I don't that think about that. That was the it. greatest catch I've ever seen in my life.
0: Shout out to Rondale Moore who decided that he is going to actually play this season because oh, did he, he is my favorite. Yes, mm. I he is mm. so good. And I know I'm not alone in that because there's a lot of Heisman hype behind him. He's not going to win it this year, but he is super special.
1: Justin Fields I has really, really, really good odds. Uh, Mac Jones has really good odds. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the favorite right now. I believe Mac Jones was second. The only All Trevor Lawrence has to do is like not suck, and he's going to win. No, he just has to play football, and he'll be... It's not even not sucking. It's just at this point, just keep... Just stay on the field. You could hand the ball off. Like, it doesn't matter. It's kind of what I'm
0: saying. Like, you don't have to do good. You just have to not, like, throw three picks a game.
1: Yeah, throw I, su- two, I suppose. Just not three. I suppose so. He's no Aaron Murray. That dude had wheels, apparently. I don't remember that at all, though, but he did. Anyways, um, the Detroit Lions found themselves in the win column this week, Matthew. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't move the needle for a lot of people because Jaguars aren't a very fundamentally sound football team. Um, I will give, not that my word means much here cause we all kind of know it, but watching Gardner Minshew, I really feel for him because he's pretty good. It's just yeah, so everything that was, around him. I just feel really bad for him.
0: I'm oddly saying this to your point, that was statistically the worst game that he's played this season. So that's credit to our defense for stepping up He threw like and 270
1: yards. I think. I'm not, I'm not, dis- I'm not, game, I'm not but... disputing it. I'm just saying if he threw 270 yards and it was his worst game, that says something.
0: Yeah. From like a passer rating standpoint, sure. um, time to throw, I think was like, I mean, that's like a, that's not the exact statistic or how it's titled, but um, no, we got pressure to him and it showed with how they kept uh, pointing us out during the game, but his anticipation with his receivers. Oh and... my gosh.
1: He's throwing out routes. Like I've never seen anybody throw them in my life. Like, yeah, like no, better he... than textbook. His out routes are incredible.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is the future in Jacksonville. I don't think that they're in any position to, uh, I don't know, directly build around a single person. But I don't think they're going to be upset to have him under center for a few years. Sure. Um, but no, I, we just, I said in my pre-game jitters video, we just had to play a complete game, like just play. Football. Surprisingly, Jack Fox had his worst game of the season, and it wasn't bad he by was any means. But he just a lot of touchbacks. Yeah, and even then they weren't like out of the back of the end zone. They were like just yeah, I th- grazing I think the line. But...
1: punted like twice, anyways. Though, so it's kind of whatever. yeah.
0: And I, Jack Fox is still the best player in He's the NFL. Still, so I'm not upset with him at like all. Like they but...
1: they did mention on the broadcast, which was otherwise not a good broadcast team at all. They kept calling No, they were uh, they were just wrong all the uh, time too. Tavai, to and then who's the offensive lineman? Uh, or wait, now I'm confused. The one that was playing guard but was supposed to, but was drafted as a tenor. Vitae? Yes, so they kept saying they kept calling um Vitae, like they kept saying Vitae for Vitae and Tavai. like they were just the same player and it was on both sides it was making me really mad. Also, um Greg Jennings is fine. Um, the other guy, the little quarterback dude that was in the booth. Brock Huard. Listen, I am all the way here for people praising Matthew Stafford on a national level, but brother, relax. He actually wasn't that great, and he's like, look at, Ma- Look at Matthew Stafford yeah. today. This is why. This is why they pay him the big bucks. And I'm like, he's he's doing fine. Like that's it. He like has a run. On one of the first dr- few drives of the game, it was for like 10, 15 yards. Look at Matthew Stafford putting on the wheel. Like, and it, and it's like it's almost 20 yards. It was like, yeah. yeah, man, it's great, but he just wouldn't shut up. And
0: Yeah, and he was talking about his feet in, yes. to the same point with like Gardner Minshew because the talk going into this game was Matthew Stafford's footwork has been struggling this year. I haven't reviewed the film myself to see if that's the case or not, but I'm going to trust that they know what they're saying. Maybe they just want to have an answer to it to say that, See, we figured out what's wrong and now we fixed it. So they look good. Really easy thing to uh, say. But they were saying that he's not hesitating on any throws. His anticipation with his receivers was good. He's putting the ball exactly where he wants. His footwork looks great. Every time that a, a play would happen and they would make that comment and then they would go through just the replay and Brock Heward would like point out what he's doing right, he was just wrong every time. This is, I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. Stafford hesitated. A ton. Or like, I don't want to say second-guess his throws, but specifically to the Mahomes throw, as we are apparently calling it, even though as Lions fans we know that's just how Stafford has yeah, played he's his always entire done career. That. Yeah,
1: I bet Clayton Kershaw, that. his high school teammate, probably taught him that.
0: Yeah. On that throw, I couldn't really tell if it was a pump fake to get the defender to jump or if it was a, oh, he's jumping as I'm trying to throw, pull it down, make that throw whatever the case was there was a hesitation there there's a hesitation on a bunch of throws and i am not saying that as a bad thing i guess we're just
1: He's we have our beef with Brock quarterback Heard. it's okay you know what my favorite thing we got to see it once in that jaguars game my favorite thing watching matthew stafford is when he knows there's an offsides penalty i know all quarterbacks free do play. This. i know all quarterbacks i know this is how football works the reason I love it so much with Stafford is because we don't get to see him bomb it 40 yards all that often. Like, he really just doesn't go downfield that many times per game. So the fact that, A, we we knew we were going to get to see it as soon as the flag went up, and Stafford just kind of, like, immediately looks downfield. I'm like, yes, here it comes. Second, Kenny Galladay actually caught the ball. He actually went yeah. up and got it. Finally, Kenny Galladay played a really solid game. Not that it had been his fault in previous weeks because he was either hurt or he just wasn't getting targeted. Um, well, he also
0: that's just not true. He's he's been great since he came back. He hasn't put up um, what I'm saying is quite the numbers I, that he I'm did. I'm not but. saying
1: he's been playing bad. I'm saying he finally got to have like a 100 plus yard receiving game because he was sure. actually getting thrown the ball. That's mm-hmm. all that I mean. Um and then, and then on the flip side of that, like Danny Amendola <coughs> wasn't like he didn't really get that much opportunity. It's just weird. Like the distribution's been kind of weird. Obviously the man of the day was um uh Andrew was Swift. DeAndre Swift who had a real nice 64 yarder which it made me mad Because at the very – was it – Matthew, you can say it out loud. 54 I didn't want to interrupt. He's, like, throwing (laughs) fingers at me. Just say it out loud. Um, It made me mad because – and they did mention this on the broadcast. They pointed this out correctly that in the last, like, 10 yards of it, he kind of slowed down to, like, almost cut back and kind of give him the dead leg or whatever. But it's like if you just kept going the speed that you were at, you either would have scored or gotten like five or ten more yards. So I don't know. kind of. But I get in principle why he did it. It was just kind of yeah. like it was because it didn't work that we're talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's still, you're not going to be upset about a 54-yard no. run, especially as a Lions fan when the run game has never existed for us, which I do have some stats to talk about that too with how frustrating that's been. Um, I might be looking too far into it. I just think that the way he's bounced back from that week one mishap I would tend to think that he does have like this kind of mentality. He hopped up from that the end of that run so quickly and like ran back to the huddle again so quickly. It kind of seemed like I know what I just did. Yeah. I should not have done that. Next play. Sure. Again, 54 yard run. You're not going to be upset about that. But I think I think part of him knew like probably shouldn't have tried to cut back there or hesitate. I, I did. I'm thinking of this now. He probably just should have dead the guy. Shout out to Trent Richardson. I don't see for... that anymore. I've only seen it from Trent Richardson. People, have, tr- one of, well, like, the people sickest... have
1: tried, but nobody nobody pulls it off quite like like Trent Richardson did. Against like all the worst guys. NFL
0: running back of all yeah. time,
1: but also one of the best.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, what a goof! I don't under, I, I don't get that. Uh, I, but yeah, to the to the run game thing, do you have a point. You can keep going. Okay, for the run game thing. Uh, I think I've said it on here. I've I've praised our offensive line quite a bit on here. Again, I think. Um, uh, the passing game for the offensive line has been a little bit weird. Our passing game in general has been very weird. Last year, we were a very deep threat vertical offense. This year, same core, same offensive coordinator, same offensive weapons for the most part, and we're just not doing it so much. I don't understand the reasoning behind that. Um but whatever. Offensive line in the run game, this is from Pro Football Focus. Rushing yards before contact per attempt for our running backs. 1.8 yards. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it's tied for fourth in the NFL. If you can get two yards before you're even touched, when ideally on offense you want to gain three to four yards at a time, that's fantastic. Because obviously when you get hit, the idea is that you fall forward, you get another yard or two, So that's two yards, get hit, boom, three, four yards every time. You like that. What's not so good is when contact is made, so rushing yards after contact per attempt, 2.1 yards, dead last in the NFL. So in theory, each run, I'm just adding these numbers together. In theory, we're getting 3.9 yards a carry. Sure. Really, really good. But... The frustrating thing is all it takes is, in theory, one guy so I was gonna to say, get a so hand on the ball carrier. So you're saying that and, nobody's
1: breaking tackles is what it sounds like.
0: You're, right, okay. and I could just look at the numbers for how many broken tackles do we have yeah. this year. I don't have that in front of me. But even if you just watch us, the only person who ever really breaks a tackle is Adrian I was going to
1: say, I bet if you looked at it, I'd say upwards of like 80% or 85% of broken tackles have come from AP. But then you also have to take into account that he's received... Maybe obviously this last week is an exclusion, but he's received well over half of the carries. So it kind of, you know yeah. what I mean? But even then, like and he
0: also shouldn't be, I mean, as much as he's been very good for us this year and you and I has like deliberately supported his role in this offense, it's clear that DeAndre Swift is probably ready to take the no, he, the bulk he, of they, the carries he played a
1: very bad rush defense. Okay, let's let's pump the brakes on Ver. Like he he played a he played as well as I would have hoped he could have against a really bad rush defense. Sure,
0: but especially with the Lions' history of just struggling in football, I don't mind people who just do what they're supposed to do.
1: I'm not saying like, there's a problem have,
0: with it. I'm just saying that we can't look at it like, oh my gosh, look at. No, no, I agree with that. I'm not saying that he's like, because obviously he was the first running back since Barry Sanders our first rookie running back for yeah. us to run for hundred yards and score twice. He's not Barry Sanders. He could be, I would love for him to prove me wrong, but I agree. And I've said this since the beginning too. I want our offense to run through Stafford through the passing game and supplement that with a proficient, efficient, strong run game. Sure. There are a lot of things that are just seem very off with our passing game right now. I do honestly believe that training camp had a lot to do with that. But at the same time, too, our passing game, like the routes, the plays, just look different than what we were doing last year, too. And I don't know the reasoning behind that. Hopefully we can turn that around. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was just nice to have a run game again. I don't want that to be our thing going forward. I I think Patricia wants to be a run-first team. I don't like that. But at the same time, if we're going to have success with it, I can't be upset. One game. But I'll take the
1: win. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I can't even recall it. Like TJ Hawkinson really even getting a catch and like, he may have gotten one or two, maybe when I was just kind of zoning out, but it just feels like every week someone's going to get left out. And there's not really a, like the way that we distribute the wealth just feels kind of weird to me. I know Marvin Hall yeah. had a catch at the very least or a target. I don't even remember which one it was at this point. I don't know. It was fun. I wish that Desmond Trufant would come back. I would that's, appreciate that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like when? When are we going to get him back? Um,
0: but I will say, O'Riwarier, really good. He has been fantastic for us this year. Okuda got he got torched
1: on that one. Uh, it was out and like up. the first quarter was bad for him, but then after that, it was nothing really happened.
0: He was pretty much. I don't want to say he was lights out, but he had a strong game. It was just one bad play. Um, Dron Harmon, I think, is leading the NFL. In interceptions, uh, from a safety standpoint. Yeah, he's got more than Quandre Diggs, so. Yep. That's working. Right um. Out. I. I don't want to get. I'm not actually. I'm not going to say that I don't want to. I'm officially not caught up in. Wow, we looked completely different this past week. I can't wait for us to carry that forward and win all these games. I said before we have a very, very winnable stretch of games here. Atlanta coming up coming up on Sunday is another. Super winnable game. I do like the fact that they won this past Sunday because if they didn't win and they were still looking for their first win, they definitely would have yeah. gotten their first win against us. Yeah. I like that they got that out of the way. So now we can just be like, okay, I think we can handle this on Sunday. But it's also rare for us to win back-to-back games. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I just... So Corey Underlin was asked about the defense, defensive coordinator. Uh, He was joking that, more or less, they got bullied into actually blitzing more, running less man defense, um, dropping into zone. Which, by blitzing. the way,
1: statistically, they have run zone less and less and less as the games move on. Well, I, we run the most man coverage in the NFL. I, think we, I meant man then. Sorry.
0: I, yes, I see what you mean. Yes. Um, it's just frustrating because it seems like it's pretty obvious what needs to get done. You don't have to completely change everything and go from the last in the NFL in blitzing to first. But, if but you, even a if you go from bit. last to like 25th, yeah, I'll take that. And I would think that if we continue, I'm not even going to say that if we continue to play like we did on Sunday, then we're golden because we still have a lot of things to fix. We played a pretty imperfect game to win what it was 34 to 16. We
1: broke 30 points, man. First time I mean, this season
0: and the most points in the Patricia era. Last was 32 I'm sorry. in sorry. first what? season. Yeah, so that was the most points that we've ever scored under Coach Patricia.
1: Congratulations on like your eighth win, Coach. Yeah, in year uh, three. we
0: scored, we broke 30 points probably half the time in 2018 when I was going through trying to figure out that statistic. Um, I think it was something, I'll say it was like six or seven times. We probably broke 30 points, which was great. For his first year, we only won six games, but yeah. not bad when you see how the last two years have gone. Um, but yeah, I would, I would really like to think that given uh, what Atlanta's capable of, uh, we're gonna have to put up thirty again this next Sunday. Hopefully, we're yeah, able to do Julio that. and Jones have a stronger is, pass game. Is but
1: back now, I guess.
0: Yeah, but also he just doesn't get in the end zone, and it's not his fault he because did he last. is he did the best receiver Minnesota. in the NFL.
1: He did against Minnesota.
0: But every time he gets in the end zone over these last few years, it's literally because he catches a three yard pass, oh, and then he has yeah. to do all yes. of the work yes. to get the rest of the way. Yeah. I'm not even—I don't like Matt Ryan necessarily, but apparently him and Matthew Stafford are best friends, so I kind of have to like him a little bit. Um, but I don't want to say I'm not worried about Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley because definitely should be and Todd Gurley. By the way, I—I I just really don't know what to expect from the Falcons on Sunday because. They're a pretty different team. Cool uniforms,
1: Quinn. is I think we can. No,
0: yeah. You like those? I do like them. No, the Atlanta Hawks finally got rid of they... some of the worst uniforms yes. in sports history, yes. and then they just replaced it with Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons having now probably the worst uniforms in sports. I think Tampa Bay is opinion. still
1: really bad. Um, Tampa, who? Which Tampa? The Bay? Buccaneers. Now? Yes. Still, they were also obviously worse before, but I still don't like them. People no, are I like, like oh, now. I love the, what is not cobalt, what am I, th- the pewter, the pewter pants, you know what I'm talking, that they wore against yeah, the Packers. I mean, Packers.
0: these are just, yeah, I mean, they just have good, clean, Bizarre normal game that was. I don't know if
1: you watched that. Aaron Rodgers on back-to-back Packers, yeah. possessions. Oh my goodness. It was actually really funny. I'm like watching, and I, I, I'm watching it thinking like, I, I don't know, my jaw was just, I was like, I was sitting here by myself, so what am I going to say? But I was actually kind of speechless, and then like, I think to close out the half, Sue gets called for a roughing the passer penalty, which, you know. And then, like, the, the next snap, he just shoves Aaron Rodgers into the ground. And everyone, oh, what a dirty player. I'm like, hold on. You realize, Matthew, I don't know if you saw the play. He could have done much, <laughs> much worse to Aaron. Like, he had a full head of steam, and Aaron Rodgers was completely helpless. This He is did like, the nice uh, thing by pushing him down. He could have taken his head off.
0: I was going to say, like, he actually probably could have put Aaron Rodgers in the hospital he could, if like, he wanted remember to Remember when
1: like, the collarbone thing happened? Like, that could have happened yeah. again. But instead, he had the presence of mind and the kindness to just Hulk to smash just him. push him down. Like, what did you want him to do?
0: He launched him, but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. It was really funny. Um, I also know, just going back to the Lions for a second, I think, according to PFF, like, Frank Ragnow is, like, the best center in football. He's had Our offensive line has had a good year. Not perfect,
0: but I also still hate not just sticking to five guys. I hate rotating every single offensive lineman out every single play. Mm. Please just play our best players. And also, don't be dehydrated. You are an NFL player. You should not be out of games because you are dehydrated. Two guys missed basically like an entire half of the game. Because they were just dehydrated. It's like everyone, You know you're going to Jacksonville. You know yeah. you have to play football. Don't be dehydrated.
1: Yeah. It's like everyone on the team is like when uh, Milos Teodosic came over, played for the Clippers. You remember that? I remember that he played in the NBA. You remember he came over, everybody was like, oh my gosh, he's the best passer in the NBA. He hadn't even played oh, a single yeah. minute. He's like not in the league anymore. And that was like two years ago. The dude was out of shape and couldn't stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is not in I the didn't image. know that was I was wondering
0: <laughs> how those were connected. Yeah. I didn't know that was an issue for him. So what I we, just knew that he wasn't
1: yeah. good in our so, league. So um That's funny. And he couldn't score. Like he could really pass. The dude could really like Bleacher Report was right. He could really pass, but Yep. So yeah, he was just always really out of shape. He wasn't really in condition the way. So we just if we have a bunch of Milos Teodosiches in Detroit, you know, that's cool, I guess.
0: So be it. Yeah.
1: Um, as far as so with the Falcons game, I, you know, two really bad teams. I don't really have much to say on it. Other than that, you know, the lions could, could get back to 500. They're two and three right now. The division is check
0: out the spread really quick.
1: Keep talking. Oh, the, I'm going to just throw some out. It's probably, well, it is in We're it. We're probably it, the favorite. Yeah, no. but it's in Atlanta. So you got to take that into account and they can actually have some fans there. So I wonder how much weight that has. Which, by the way, I I don't know what they're doing at U of M, but I do know that at Spartan Stadium, there will be some people in attendance. It's only family members that are allowed, though. And then I'm sitting here thinking, like, maybe not for that, but for, like, a Falcons game or something. Can you imagine the resale on those tickets? The value that those would have?
0: No. That that must
1: be absurd. I, I, I couldn't even imagine. Like if you're if you're somebody's family member at Michigan State, you know what I mean. Like if you can't go, you're just giving the tickets to a different family member. I mean, some of them are gonna get sold, but it's like I wonder, really, how much that's gonna how that how much that's gonna be uh, with the Falcons. Though I don't know. I'd say the Lions are probably like minus six and a half.
0: That that would never happen. Why? what is it the lions would never be favored by that much
1: well, how much is it
0: if the Lions are ever favored it's like
1: two i thought a, a touchdown was like pretty good no how much is no, it? no the
0: falcons i'm actually a little bit surprised atlanta's favored just minus two uh we are plus 12 money line they are minus 132 money line uh over under
1: 56 and a under, half are you kidding I- me way under
0: I'm probably hitting the over because Atlanta's been scoring this year. I just, okay. So, my prediction for this week, again, I'm going to pick the Lions every week 34 30. I'm going to say we're going to put up 34 points again. Atlanta's probably going to put up 30, even if it's some some uh, garbage time points. Um, I got 34 30. That's 64. I'm taking the over. Um, what did you say the over
1: under was? 56 and a half? 56 and a half. I'm going to say 56 nothing Falcons. And I'm hammering the under. Bold. Yeah. I don't feel, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm I I'm, I'm really happy. I'm at a point where I don't care. I'm just, I'm going to watch every single game just for the sake of being informed so we can talk about it. I have no emotional attachment to this team right now. That went out the window. <laughs> um, Like even with the Cardinals game, I was like, yay, great win.
0: But he keeps. I've had more emotion after our losses than our wins. Our wins are just kind of like, all right. I mean, we didn't look well, good, but we yeah, won. Yeah, sure.
1: And every time you win, you're like that bought him some time, didn't it? That that bought <laughs> well, him like, a little bit of time.
0: The rumor, I don't know how true it is, but it sounds like super true. Patricia was gone if we lost. Yeah, and I, I rightfully I so, it, obviously. Man. But I don't buy it. It's coming from like
1: reputable like sources, the beat writers, and yeah, like. I mean,
0: take it with a grain of salt. We won, and he's still here. But
1: yeah, I'm just. I, I have no reason to not believe it. I'm not in, calling those people uh, liars. I just, no.
0: Miss Sheila Ford was at uh, Lions practice like all week. And she's been like heavily involved since we started, since she started to apparently like notice that we suck.
1: So she picked up the paper I, I one day and she's like, wait, we've won eight games in three years. <laughs> What's going on here? Who's running this team? Yeah. I don't know. Don't fire Bob Quinn. I think it's pretty... Fire Matt Patricia. Do not fire Bob Quinn. I feel like it's pretty easy right now to look at Bob Quinn. And if you think... Like, the Lions have a good roster. We've been over this. They do have a good roster. They are poorly disciplined and they are poorly coached. That's their issue right now. But the Lions have a fundamentally sound roster. One that was constructed by Bob Quinn. A roster that was constructed to fit... Parameters of what he thought his coach needed in order to succeed. Okay, I don't think this falls on him. We've drafted really well. He thought that he had a defensive minded coach, he thought he had all this, he thought he had all that. So he got the players that he thought would best fit the system that the coach that he thought he had would need to thrive. So what I'm saying is like, let go of Patricia, no question, but I'm confident that Bob Quinn with whatever coach is next, is going to be able to do the exact same things to specify the needs of that coach. And then we'll have a good team. Like, I genuinely believe it.
0: I'm not opposed to keeping Quinn past this season. Um, I, I just think the biggest knock is saying that 9-7 and is not good enough, bringing in your friend to give him a shot, and then setting our franchise back a few years. But I, I agree with everything you said. My concern would just be, can we trust you to make this next hire? And if we can't, that says a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Maybe that's a good But then it'll, good we'll point. see. Yeah. I mean, Vrabel was in the discussion, and, and he was a good idea. That would have been a good idea. So it's like there's something there. It wouldn't have
0: been the worst thing to have Vrabel. Yeah. Exactly. So, I wouldn't be mad.
1: So it's like, okay, so he knows what a good coach could look like. He just made a bad judgment call, and... We've all been there. Well, that or Rabel was like, "Yeah, I'm not coming to Detroit." Which and Patricia we was like, do "Yeah," it. which we don't know. You know, we don't know. So,
0: I remember. I would like to not think that that's the case. I'm just going to say that
1: that's not the case. I don't. The, I don't want my heart broken watching like the that. Super Bowl like bums. That's our coach. He's going to be introduced as our coach in a few days. <laughs> that guy down there, yeah, mom, the guy with the pencil and the beard, that's our coach. Yeah, that didn't work out. Um. We can, we can wrap up on this if you don't have anything else. Um, Shout-out to Stan Van Gundy, former Detroit Pistons coach yep. and general manager, who is now the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, also, because the Indiana Pacers hired a head coach, that means that Chauncey Billups is now confirmed an assistant coach for the Los Angeles Clippers. So that's also fun. Yeah. Shout-out to the Detroit alumni. Yeah. see, did I write anything this week that I thought might be worth, um...
0: Well, I was going to ask. There have been a lot of talks of just potential trades around the NBA, and it sounds like some of them have been involving the Pistons. Sure. I'm not telling you to elaborate on it. I don't... I'm asking, is there
1: something to report on potential trades or things that you like? Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons did 90 minutes on the low post where they're just bouncing... I don't know if you saw my tweet. They're just bouncing trade ideas off of each other.
0: You refer to it as Heaven, heaven.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so much fun because I love when Bill and Rosillo do that. I only listen to Bill Simmons if he's either on Zach Lowe's podcast or vice versa or if he has Rosillo on and they're talking basketball. Uh, which if they're talking basketball, nine times out of 10, Rosillo's there. And my favorite thing is when Bill's just like, hey, I'm gonna pretend to be Danny Ainge and you pretend to be Sam Presti. I'm gonna call you real quick. And then they do a little skit with it. And I love it every single time, I really do. Um the one thing that I think it was Zach Lowe came up with. It was something along the lines of Blake and Seven for uh Wiggins, Pool nope. and Two. Ball, they, and, why'd they throw in the and, second pitch? And pick? I was <laughs> like, okay. Well that's why Seven was involved. I'm like I was hoping for his you know... sake for Blake's sake, they so the way that he justified it was The Warriors get off Blake's contract a year sooner than they would with Wiggins, even though it's a little bit more expensive. They get off of it a year sooner. Right. And their spacing would be really fun and their defense would, you know, we'll see how Blake comes back. That was really fun. Other than that, you just look at a lot of like, you know, uh, uh, there was a report that came out. I'm I'm totally blanking on his name. I, I apologize. We follow each other. He writes for Bleacher Report. He does a lot of draft stuff. Apparently, the Pistons are have expressed interest in moving up in the draft. This was mentioned in an article that was talking about Obi Toppin and how he's rising up the boards. And so when I got to that part, I was like, hold on. You're making the face that I was making also. it He then clarifies, it's not clear who they're targeting. It's just that they have expressed interest in moving up. And I think the only way Detroit does that is if they receive a tip that somebody's going to get Killian, and then it's like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Do I don't that. know what
0: else we would, because we're not going to move all the way up to get like the Mellow people. So
1: I people, I listen. I I don't think it's that crazy, because Golden State can't keep that pick. There, they just can't. Yeah. Um. Not even like because it's such a great little chip, but also for financial reasons. It's a lot easier for Golden State to stomach the idea of paying somebody like fifteenth pick money versus second pick money when you already have Steph Clay and Draymond and Andrew Wiggins and then what you know whatever else you're trying you know what I'm saying so yeah yeah like, with Minnesota it's like I don't know if it's like a smokescreen I don't know what's going on but we keep hearing like they really want Obi Toppin or like they kind of like James Wiseman now they want to trade out a number one like now they don't want it and I'm like well I don't really either. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not really interested in the pick either. We are, what's today? The 20, well, today's technically the 21st. We're just under a month away from the draft. I'm just tired. You know what? The one thing I'm surprised you didn't bring up. So let's just, let's just get this out of the way really quick. Yes. Christian. Can I guess? Cause I, sure.
0: Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. I actually know where you're going to go with this. Sure. Uh, I have heard rumblings that, the pistons trading derrick rose to the lakers is oh. becoming more and more likely.
1: Oh, that's not what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, they I know what you were going to say. I just <laughs> I wanted to stick with the trade stuff first. They they apparently offered a pack in Caruso. And we were like Wasn't that a while ago? That was at the deadline. That was in February. Right. And we were like, "No." And they were like, "We kind of like Kuzma." And the Lakers were like, "No." But apparently, even if the Pistons, or even if the Lakers were willing to give up Kuzma, the Pistons weren't so sure. A lot of it had to do with the fact that Derek was happy, right? Like we had talked about that it was a known yeah. thing that he, and it's true, he was in a, he's in a really good spot right now. So they didn't want to upset him and I really respect that. I genuinely do. Not even just because it's the yeah. Pistons. It's like good for you guys for being respectful of of him and not just being, being like people, not, not just and, a business. Yeah, exactly. Not like just, you know, being like, well, like you just said, it's a business, you know, we got to make business moves. It's like, no. So now we're at a point and fans where fans love him. Like we love him. Of Tara course, Rose. he's a draw no matter where he There's goes. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Absolutely. So now we're kind of hearing that as we get closer to the draft, And now he's like an expiring deal, going into next year. Maybe around the trade deadline. Maybe around free agency. There's gonna be some, you know, some more activity surrounding him. I just wonder. Like, I don't, I don't really know what his value is because I think Kuzma's fine. But people asking for like two picks. I'm sorry. Then they're over. Unless somebody's really desperate, you're not getting two draft picks for Derrick Rose. I just don't no. think it's going to happen. He's such a circumstantial player at this point that he's able to play really well in Detroit not just because he's far and away the most talented player on the floor, you know, most of the time last season, but because he's we're actually giving him on-ball opportunities. We're not Minnesota and being like go run like a backdoor cut and he's like, "Wait, yeah. I'm Derrick Rose." <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so we'll see. The other thing is like, okay, fine, yes, Christian Wood has been working out with Kevin Durant, and he's been working out with Clay Thompson. So it's always, oh, Christian Woods going to Brooklyn, Christian Woods going to Golden State. Why isn't it Clay's coming to Detroit and Kevin Durant's coming to Detroit? You want me? To, you want me? And I'm, I'm sure when you saw that all that stuff, Matthew, you're probably pretty nervous. You're probably a little scared.
0: I didn't love it. But I definitely didn't have the mentality that you did because I used my brain. I was like, okay, well, Clay and Kevin Durant are not going to be coming yeah, to Yeah, I'm obviously kidding. I love that. I know. But no, I mean, I didn't love seeing that. But at the same time, we're at a, a, a day and age where that's just a they thing. They
1: just do that. Like
0: NBA players always work together. It's the same thing with, I don't want to bring it to football, but like NFL quarterbacks will hang out and work together in the offseason. Yeah. You're not going to have NFL quarterbacks like team up. You just want to get better. Yeah. That's really all it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what got a lot less. Coverage? Which I would actually,
0: sorry to cut you off. I like him working with those two. Yeah, I don't mind him trying to develop in the yes. same way that like Kevin Durant and Clay had. So, yeah, I don't love it because I'm still very nervous. But also, I know why he's actually working with them, and I'm all for it. I'm worried.
1: That, I'm not worried about Golden State. I don't think. I'm maybe a little worried. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think I but even though I did say that they were a team that could sign him but with Brooklyn it's and like, he has um,
0: specifically said like I want to win yes that.
1: I look at the like 9.3 million mid-level exception that like every team's gonna get and I'm like wait a minute that's what they said Christian was gonna get so I'm like crunching the numbers a little bit and I'm like so that means all 30 teams in the NBA can afford to get Christian Wood this summer or this this winter but I don't know. You know what got a lot less coverage? I'm sure you don't even know that it happened. A lot less attention. People people weren't as quick to talk about this. You know who he was working out with, like, yesterday? Wasn't it Seiko? Yes. Yeah. So, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, he's going overseas. His next no, contract actually... oh. is going to be overseas. <laughs> uh, yeah. No,
0: it actually did make me feel good that they were together, too.
1: And then the other thing was when he's working out with Clay... He's wearing a Pistons shirt. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. He could have just some, he could have grabbed just some old thing. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I do, I do
0: believe you and I do want to continue to trust that he's staying put. But until it happens, I'm going to be nervous. And I, I love and hate that this has been just a segment for us. It's like the Christian Wood segment. Yeah. But that's also how nervous I
1: am. I'll say this. That was the first time that I was ever like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> wait, uh-huh. wait a second. But then I was like, Nick, they do the players go to LA Fitness all the time. It's nothing. You know, sure. Are they all friends? Absolutely. It's a fraternity. But I was a little bit like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You, We got a facility. You can go work out downtown. Like, you don't got to, you know, So. All righty, Matthew. Well, you gave your prediction on the on the on the Detroit Lions against the Atlanta Falcons. I feel pretty good about Michigan. I don't feel as good about Michigan. Well, it is Rutgers, so I feel I feel pretty good about Michigan State. This yeah, weekend. but Shiano's oh. back. I'm sorry, he's their head. Oh my gosh, he's their head coach, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. I, don't I have no idea what to expect. On I have no idea. I have no idea. Theo Day is going to throw for like 253 touchdowns maybe. I think that
0: Peyton Thorne's going to be starting. I saw one depth chart, and it was like
1: a quote-unquote official depth chart where he was number sure. one and Rocky was two. Friendly wager then. Um, Matthew, if I'm right, we'll have a special guest on the podcast next week. Um, if I'm wrong, we won't. How's that sound? Because there might be a special guest on the podcast next week.
0: Well, I can just say no deal. So, no deal. All right. I'll tell Cause... him not to come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen,
1: <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you very, very much. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Thank you very much, everybody. We will catch you guys in the next one.
0: Thank you, everybody. Shoo.